0: Hello and welcome to Plant Pals. I am the 35th President of the United States, John F. Kennedy. Mike is your host and his guest this week is Annalise Wilson, who is a wicked intelligent botanist from California. If I had more time on this mortal coil, I would have liked to have been a guest on the podcast. Unfortunately, the CIA decided to take me out due to my many sexual scandals, me wanting to restrict their powers domestically and abroad, and my softening stances on racial equality. Here we go. (laughs)
1: They, them pronouns. I am a field botanist and I just got hired at a new consulting firm. Hell yeah, Hi.
0: congratulations.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I've been in the field off and on since 2014 and Damn. I'm just really excited for another season.
0: Uh, what were you doing? What did you start doing in 2014?
1: um in 2014 so i was still like in school in 2014 um but i took like a gig at the redwood national park because i went to humboldt state um and i had a professor who worked there who was like looking for a seasonal physical science technician um so he hired me i got to do some like mapping for the park work on like a kind of like a climate change study trying to assess fog cover in um, Redwood Creek Basin, which was, it was cool, but like, it was only a few months long and like, just kind of like dipping my toes into field work. And that's kind of when I was like, I had taken a plant taxonomy course in college and was like, oh, like, I see plants in this job that I want to know what they are and like, was just got the Jepson out and like start keying things like after finishing my tasks Um, made buddies with the botanist and then kind of just like I ended up going on a botany trip um, to do like some big like um, conifer encroachment on this like bald area up in uh, the national park Um, and it was super cool like I I got to do a little bit of botany work that year without actually being hired as a botanist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was my first taste of it.
0: That's tight. It's it's crazy how, like, I mean, part of me hates that it's, like, you ha- it's about who you know sometimes. But, like, I don't know. I try to flip it, like, be friendly to everybody. And then someone's, like, oh, hey, they're cool. They like plants. Like, fucking bring them out. And the next thing you know, like, you're doing conifer encroachment studies. Like, bam, perfect.
1: Totally. Also, just, like, a lot of people that were seasonals with the national park would, like, have random time where they weren't, like, working on a huge project um, and then other things would be going on, like, we had to do some, like, seining in Redwood Creek, and that was super fun. I was totally not on the wildlife crew at all, but they needed help. So um, it was fun to be able to, like, participate in other projects I wouldn't have ever guessed I would have <laughs>
0: done. Is that for fisher birds?
1: Um, for fishing. fishing, yeah. So we'd spread, like, the big net across yeah. the creek and then, like, see what... the yeah, they were just kind of doing, like, counts of different populations. That's
0: cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what you go to school for?
1: I went to school for environmental science with a focus on ecological restoration. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, it was like the quickest way to a BS uh, (laughs) that I could find. Um, and I did three years of community college before shout out moving up. Yeah. So yeah, I know it's like, the only way to do it. <laughs> <Saves> <laughs> I don't know how 50 grand. It makes it, you
0: but... want to pull your hair out in the meantime, but holy shit.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I made it through that somehow. And then I got up to Humboldt and was like, oh, trees and plants and, like, people that actually know what they're doing and get paid to do science. Like, yeah. yep. Awesome. Let's do this.
0: My advisor in community college was also... We had to take, like, our humanities elective. It was basically everyone had to take, like, public speaking Which, like, has its merits as a course, but it was taught by this, like, horrible, tenured, vindictive person. And she was just, like, over it. But, you know, tenure, so you keep showing up. And I remember Mm -hmm. I was... (laughs) We had to read something, and I was, like, stuttering because I was in front of, like, you know, 75 kids And she goes like, "Uh, uh, 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 I don't know, it's like, excuse me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? And I was like, so, because it was community college, I had nothing to lose. I was was going to cuss her out. But I'm like, you also decide my schedule next semester, so I need to, like, keep it kosher. Uh, But just, like, the, and, like, there are, I did have great professors that are, like, fighting the good fucking fight, like, in community college. Just being like, yeah, man, like, you're here, doesn't matter why, I'm going to try to get you stoked on, like, learning and whatever you want to do.
1: Absolutely, but the
0: and like oh my god, like tenured university professors are ten times worse because they think they're the Jesus Christ reincarnated in a fucking tweed jacket. But oh
1: my god, I know it's so horrible. Uh, yeah, honestly, like my botany professor, I took botany in community college, and that's so
0: cool. I feel like the east Co- I don't know my small worldview of the east coast. Like, I don't remember ever hearing about that kind of stuff. Like, you go to community college to you get your fucking not... like uh, your basics in and then you can go find something cool later if you want
1: like botany is not under like basics and like what there are you kidding me that's that's a base that's an essential i was teaching
0: myself botany in the back of my algebra (laughs) class it kept failing
1: oh man oh man you didn't have the like van gogh art cover book no Uh, (laughs) i can't remember which uh publisher but gosh it was so it's such a it's so outdated i found it in a free pile when i was transferred up to HSU and was like oh my gosh this is what I first learned about like different like plant life cycles in um but yeah I my botany professor in community college was like the most dry and boring human ever (laughs) um but I had a good friend in the class with me that was also like really into it and like kind of obsessive about studying so we would just spend like 14 hours a day being like, "All right, let's go over every single like possible cell process that we can, <laughs> Like, it was cute, um, and of course, like I don't remember that stuff now because I'm a field botanist. Ew, what the so I'm fuck's not the Krebs cycle? I
0: don't remember that.
1: Uh, yeah, something to do with energy. <laughs> 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 oh gosh, yeah. Don't ask me too many questions. I'm not an academic, um, but yeah. <laughs> I do, I do love getting out in the field and you don't need to know what a crab cycle is to know which fritillaries grow where.
0: (laughs) I know that it's crazy. Like that stuff feels like even I'm studying for a retake of a certification for botany, a botany certification I'm taking. I said that backwards. That's cool. That was a palindrome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, every time I'm studying something, I'm like, this is going to be the make or break question. Like, this will decide my career if I don't know, like, how often. Like, what defines a stand, man? Um, and there is not a definition of a stand. It's kind of just vibes. Yeah.
1: Which yeah, is which is totally.
0: perfect. I can remember that all day.
1: It's just vibes. Yeah.
0: yeah. But it's, like, all... It's, it's crazy. It's just, like, proving that you can absorb information rather than, like, what information you know.
1: Totally. Because, like, I'm basically
0: yeah. self-taught in California. I've had great bosses and co-workers and friends like teach me a lot but I've never had like a formal education like I grew I went to school in Massachusetts what the hell is chaparral like this yeah. is neat what's going on here
1: oh yeah totally different totally different ecosystems out here <laughs> yeah no that's super cool and like respect like that's amazing that you were able to like come out here and just learn like totally different things but um yeah like that's definitely one of the like the best parts about being in california is it's so diverse we have so many different ecosystems um like i've had the fortune of working on almost every single national forest in our state nice
0: yeah that's a lot
1: (laughs) yeah uh yeah i I traveled around for like two solid years working regionally doing a long-term meadows study for the forest service that was by far my favorite job i've ever had <laughs> is that the one you were doing
0: when hour? we kind of like met ish met connected online
1: um maybe i'm like what what year did we connect
0: right, um, you were doing long Meadow, like metal you, with the one with the um oh jesus it wasn't eminanthi it was the other one limnanthi
1: oh okay so that's that was with the consulting firm last year okay yeah um no this was this work i did i was with the forest service from 2015 to 2017 um and i did 2016 and 2017 just like traveling the entire state i'm going to every forest to do um yeah this long-term meadow study where we would go re-examine these like established plots and meadows that were um within grazed allotments um throughout forest service land so lots of cattle lots of like Oh my god, wait, there's cows up in the High Sierra. Holy Toledo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they move high, whole, entire herds up into, like, the John Muir wilderness. That's so funny. And it's, it's, I never have just... seen a
0: cowboy. It's always just, like, cows are just, like, around.
1: Uh, okay, like, I Someone's saw, in charge of you. Yeah. No, no. There's one area that I was in in 2016 um, that was, like, near, like, Mount Whitney. Like, just south of Mount Whitney. Um, where there was... Um, Definitely, like, this very large grazed meadow area where there was a cabin for the cowboy. Um, And I did see him one day in our week-long stint out there. He was um, riding around on his horse, and we chatted with him because we were the only, like, Forest Service people out there. And, like, we didn't wear uniforms or anything. I was going to say, he talked
0: to a federal agent? That's crazy.
1: Well, no, I mean, they have like the ranchers have good relationships with the Forest Service out there because they have allotments. They have they have to respect like certain things. They have to keep their, you know, move their cattle out every season. Like there's certain ranchers that are better than others. But like Inyo National Forest seems to be one of the ones where um, there's good communication between the Forest Service and the ranchers. And they actually don't. There's less abandonment than we yeah. forest. other just, forests. Just
0: one group of ranchers takes over a national wildlife refuge and roots. it
1: for yeah. the rest of <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. We ran into the, the cowboy one day. There was also like this, man, it was such a cool trip out there. We were sent this entire week up. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the meadow system, but it was this gorgeous system just south of Mount Whitney up in the high Sierra um kennedy you know, like uh, it, yeah it was kennedy meadows yes you're totally right thank you
0: <laughs> i always saw that we drove past that sign a thousand times when i was working out in Owens valley and i was like i want to go
1: it's incredible please go if you can um i'll go with you hell yeah <laughs> like, it's amazing i don't know about like backpacking all my stuff out there because we had a, <laughs> we had government mules pack our stuff in donkeys I, Mules, actual <laughs> mules. Like, well, like no, the animals different. Donkeys are different. Damn. Uh, yeah. No. Did you animal, get them from the
0: Ridgecrest were... Mule and burrow and Horse Corral?
1: No. Uh, ooh. No. It was. It They were. They were actually like Forest Service critters. Like they oh, cool. like lived um, like near a building where there was like corrals for them. Um, there was like a packer that worked for the Forest Service that would like. You know put all our like gear all our like soil augers and like happy ass plant presses and stuff um and pack it in for us so that made it like way more accessible too because um yeah like <laughs> i don't know it was uh, it was only four of us going out there and we would do like teams of two often like most of the season it would just be like two of us at a time and then we'd go do like one big huge haul up in the high Sierra each season Um, and that, yeah, the Kennedy Meadows trip was incredible. So (laughs) we, we saw the huge herds of cattle. It was like kind of depressing. Um, there's crazy weather. It like snowed and hailed on us like a little bit in July. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you never know what's going to happen. We found Porcini up in these like crazy. Oh yeah. Um, there's all these like crazy little riparian areas that just kind of like trickle out of the granite like once you're um, above like where most of the trees are and you just, there's awesome mushrooms in there. It's amazing. i had the fortune of working with a very um, wonderful mycologist, Thea Chesney. Um, She's, shout out, just an amazing human and taught me everything I know about mushrooms. Um, Yeah, but so for her birthday, (laughs) we were (laughs) up there for her birthday one year. Um, and we're all, like, sitting around the campfire, it's, like, way after, like, we finish dinner and clean up, and, like, we're, like, on these, like, nice, like, granite rocks, just kind of all, like, lounging and looking at the stars and, like, cut, you know, talking about, like, our season a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like, out of the western sky, this giant, like, object that's on fire just starts, like, what? shooting. <laughs> Very quickly, like, gets more massive, longer tail, multiple colors coming off of the tail. Like, this object that just, like, exploded in the sky above us and went completely across the sky from west to east. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, we all just, like, screamed. (laughs) Because we're in the middle of nowhere. There's no other humans around us. Um, and we were like, "What, what the hell was that? Like, I have no idea um we were like it must have been like a satellite coming down or like was it a ufo i was gonna say this is (laughs) probably i'm
0: like three for four with ufo stories in the last month or so this is fantastic
1: yeah like i was like what the heck uh like we but we all had like theories but i was pretty sure it was like a giant like meteor that like came in and like split apart and like messed up like where our cars were parked because it looked like (laughs) it landed so close doesn't we're gonna go back we're go back to nothing, guys. Like, I don't know. We're glad we have some supplies here. But, like, <laughs> I was convinced it was going to be over when we got out of the woods. Um, and lo and behold, it was just, like, some Chinese space junk, I guess. That oh, like, I remember there was, yeah. what year was this? Do you remember? 2016.
0: I remember there was, like, a big kerfluffle where the Chinese space agency was, like, yeah, some of our shit's fallen back to Earth
1: we don't yeah, that, that, uh, was it. that was yeah. it yeah yeah and it landed somewhere in like nevada of
0: course it happens out there too like that's yeah that's, that's fucking crime gra- that just i don't know if there's a giant magnet under like bishop <laughs> that just pulls in all the weird space shit but i feel like that's the spot
1: oh yeah and like weird humans oh yeah like, yeah oh bishop
0: it's so funny <laughs> how like because, I, you know, like, me, I'm just so doughy-eyed. I'm like, well, golly, like, look at these mountains, and you can see so far away. There's no trees here. Like, where's all the Dunkin' Donuts? But Bishop is, like, you think you're going to be, like, in, like, a fucking spittoon, basically. And you go, and it's just like, oh, here's your $9 coffee. And then, oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a fancy McDonald's. And it's like, there are cool, like, mom and like, mountaineer stores and stuff. But, like,
1: totally. Bishop
0: was like, oh, yeah, I'm still in California. That's
1: right. <laughs> yeah oh definitely and it's still on like a major highway yeah exactly 95 is like a you know a major lifeline for fsd even though it's not convenient for like a huge percentage of the population like it's
0: a it's it's a recreational highway for 80 percent of its inhabitants like oh we're gonna go i'm gonna bring my mercedes-benz sprinter van up to the fucking mammoth lakes for the weekend so
1: truth oh gosh with the lake m logo yeah dude i was driving
0: (laughs) back into ridgecrest from the south on i come i was coming from the south north so i was going north on 395 and okay. it was memorial day weekend for the it was fourth of july weekend and the southbound traffic back to la it was like car car sprint van, car sprint van, sprint van. it was like oh my oh my god like i was i thought i was kind of being a little overdramatic but it is literally like every third vehicle is some fucking hundred thousand dollar rig
1: yeah, it's unbelievable. I The cost of those vehicles alone just, like, blows my mind. I'm like, you, you could own a house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could own a house. I Fuck. I could own a house with that. I would not have that. And they're like, it is a house.
0: Money. I'm like, yeah, no, like, I was all about the van life, but I also want to be able to, like, stretch my legs out in the morning.
1: But yeah, also, like, having, like, a residential address that you can use is, like, pretty helpful for, like, a lot of things. Yeah. I don't know, like, and also, like, a big privilege. So to voluntarily just be like, I'm gonna live in my van, like, whatever. You this did def- it, you gentrified homelessness, <laughs> not, like, goddammit. Like, not it. hating on this lifestyle if people, like, want to do this, but, like, just, it's so, like, it's, yeah, I see that, and I'm like, damn the wealth. Um, also, certain times of year, 395 just turns into, like, the festival for the uh Burning Man, like, it's just, like, Burning Man is the, uh... the whole road up, and, like, any... There's a it's lot like of hot August? springs, like... Yeah. Yeah, This I think it's, like, August, September. It's, like, it was always at the, like, towards the end of my field season, and I just... We'd stop at hot springs sometimes, like, on the way to places and just, like, hang out and camp out there, like, if they were on public land. Um, and there would just be some years where... Or, like, times of year where, like, it would just be like, the wildest people with, like, the bikes covered in fur and flowers, and they're just, like, rolling up to the hot springs, like, 40 deep. <laughs>
0: like, okay, let's What's go! Up? Yeah. I don't... Uh... I was at the hot springs outside of Mammoth once, and... Um... That's where I had a picture of my close friend's story of me just like asleep in a pool of water, and it was like my some one of my friends like photoshopped that onto like a pro abortion thing. It was just like this is a life with a chance, <laughs> and it was just like
1: oh my god, <laughs>
0: just me like having a little like buzz snooze in a fucking Mammoth Lakes hot spring. <laughs> but there was this like even in the off season in like early April, um, there was like people would just pull up to the hot springs, and they're, like... It wasn't even a van, van. It was, like, a minivan. They just start having sex in it. And I'm, oh. I'm, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, I don't know what this is. You know what? All right. Fine, I guess. Like, I'm not trying to harsh <laughs> any mellows. I'm not trying to yucky yum. But, like, damn, dude, it's noon. I'm having a sandwich in this hot spring right now.
1: Right. This is when, if you do have a speaker for, like, your like, a portable speaker thing at all, this is when it comes in handy. Yeah. like, the public sex in places, like, oh, God, I, I can't stand that. I got, I'm like, I gotta go.
0: Clearly, this is premeditated. Go. Yeah, you didn't have anything yeah. to block the windows. Like, she. No. Oh, oh,
1: wow. That's pretty bold. It was bold. That's that's a move. They we're getting I'm, at it. Yeah, I've seen some wild behaviors at uh, Hot Springs, and it's definitely just, like, a breeding ground for bizarre human activity, so...
0: And it's always so strange cuz it's like okay haha like it's like it's got kind of like bar vibes or it's like Sure, man, yeah. But then you're like, oh, I'm not at a bar where I can just go home. I'm like a two-mile hike into the woods right now. <laughs> like,
1: shit. Right. Like, I got to, like, get my clothes back on. I got to, like, dry off and make sure, like, I'm going to get blisters <laughs> on off, my yeah. feet hiking two miles out of here. And we just
0: kind of just, hold on real quick, get on the armpits. Yeah, I. this is weird. I got to go, hold on. My hair is kind of wet. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> exactly.
1: Especially if it's cold. Like, hot springs in the winter. Like, I've been to so many where, like, my hair is just, like, frozen while I'm in them. And then, like you get out and you're just like okay i I might die if I don't, yeah, I'm um, sopping in wet it.
0: in the desert in December, great,
1: cool, like this is a great decision,
0: um, so okay, you went for service jobs doing meadow was it, it wasn't restoration, was it? you're just kind of collecting data for like l- over time,
1: yeah, yeah, so it it's um." The study was, like, this part of this 25-year-long, like, meadow um, vegetation analysis and, like, hydrology typing. Um, So my boss had, like, come up with this whole system of, like, hydrologic types of meadows um, and would have us, like, categorize, like, the different meadows that we were going to based on, like, all right, is it, like, next to a river or a lake? Is it, like, what type of slope is it on, you know? Like, is it a fen? Is it, you know... Um, So it was um, that level of stuff. And then we would also do, like, soil sampling um, to assess, like, changes in soil composition over time Um, within, like, yeah, like, we'd go to this, like, meadow, there'd be rebar in the soil. We'd have to find it with metal detectors. Oh
0: my god, the rebar (laughs) flag marker is the worst thing in the world.
1: Especially in, like, areas that are grazed with, like, it's... um, there were some where like okay, like yeah, like the cows had chewed off the cat, but like we could still find it, you know. Um and then there would be some where like they were just gone. Yeah like we would just never be able to we'd have extra rebar and we'd always have to reestablish corners and apply.
0: Fuck your baseline. Um,
1: yeah, I know. It was terrible, but we did have like very specific, like as like accurate for the time, um, GPS location for like all of the corners, you know. Um, but yeah it was uh, the, the I think the hardest part of the job was finding the rebar every time and then we get our transect set up we do like line point intercept inter, um, surveys so setting up like a little square along like a tape measure um, and then like listing every like plant that's like within it um, and usually it's like a 10 by 10 like centimeter frame or something you know like you're just all right. here's the d- diversity for this first like meter and then do it all the way down the line three times (laughs) and then you're done um and it was cool because um I mean I didn't get to revisit any sites it was like kind of like a five-year cycle of revisiting um several of my coworkers stayed on the crew long enough to be able to do that and that was (laughs) I can't even imagine how cool it would be to like go back after five years and be like oh my gosh I was in this place and it's like so different or Mm -hmm. so the same you know Um, but I also am like, you know, friends with other people who worked on the crew and it's great. It's just, it's a really, it's such a cool project. I hope it lives on forever. (laughs) I don't know if it will. (laughs) Um, That's the thing is like the funding, unless it like somebody takes like the data to use as like a grad school project or something like there's not really like infinite funding forever. Yeah. This kind of stuff. It's really fortunate. It's been able to go on for so long and like really rare and really valuable because we don't usually have that lo- much of like long-term government funded public land studies
0: yeah i wonder how many studies there are that are like in perpetuity it's like that's kind of the whole point right is to like 25 years is like it's a twitch on the geologic time scale like i wonder Absolutely. if anybody like some because the funding is always the fund is always the issue there's never any money for anything but it's yeah. just like is there's there's like some like weird benevolent gajillionaire who's like I want to know what every single plant is in this spot for the next thousand years.
1: I mean, be like, like the there's foundation like land trusts, You know, like yeah. yeah, there's like land trusts and stuff where like people like you know donate their land. And and like they say like... in
0: perpetuity, and I'm like, yeah, until shit collapses, and that's ever been yeah. so. I'm like, what's going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long that's gonna be, but um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting and yeah, ultimately like it'd be great if more data sets were like longer term, but so often science is really just focused on, you know, getting to like we wanna find the answer to this question now. Yeah. And like, you know, eventually long term data will come out. But um yeah, like the value of things like this I don't even think are fully understood because it's so uncommon um and I'm, that's kind of why i'm like all right who's gonna jump on this data set for grad school like i really don't want to go back into academia but like <laughs> if nobody else is
0: <laughs> seriously <no>. Uh <laughs> um, i mean it's a
1: yeah cows you know
0: fucking cows i know it's crazy that like um modern like uber modern conservation like started in like the 70s like yeah there's like yeah. Sand, county Al- sand county almanac and John Muir and all those white guys—they were talking their shit in the however long ago. But I mean, they're not the same. But like, like the idea, like, oh no, let's measure it over time and actually keep it for the sake of keeping it is like such a new idea in Western science. It drives me nuts that like, oh yeah, this data set goes back until like 1976 when everyone just decided, hey, maybe we shouldn't pave over the entire planet. (laughs)
1: Like oh, like how convenient!
0: Oh gosh, (laughs) I
1: know. It's it's such a nightmare, yeah. Um, I'm 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 grateful that there are things like this that do exist, but at the same time, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating how limited uh, Western science has like really focused its little laser pointers on. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of things that are not looking at the big picture.
0: I wonder, like, this is just me completely riffing now, but like, it's almost kind of capitalistic they like we need our instant gratification we want 25 years and we'll have an answer like i wonder if that's just like our larger symptom of our mindset in this day and age it's like yeah no i want to get mine and then so that way i can be like you know done and successful with it but it's like oh man like 25 years is nothing for a tree i didn't even notice absolutely.
1: that absolutely or like a landscape you know yeah like 25 years and like the like a certain, you know, slow-going growing like oak woodland that's going to that's literally nothing. It's like, like half a burn cycle. Yeah, exactly. And um like I just think about um damn it. Oh, like the capitalism effect. So basically, yeah, like it's also just so focused on having data that's like profitable or yes. like for that's what i was trying like, to say something that, yeah that like you can you can make money off of this or like you can build you can like uh expand you can do this project um you know it's all a lot of data collection at these at this point is really just project based and like trying to do like okay like please don't like take the very last of this plant species habitat like please don't um you know kind of like protections that at the very least, at least California has, like, a couple of things uh, to do more, like, vegetation and floral, like, diversity protection than other places in the country. But, like, we have no, like, mushrooms that are, like, state protected. Um, That's
0: so crazy to me.
1: <laughs> mushrooms yeah. and
0: bugs are just like, yeah, they're there anyways.
1: They, they yeah, put them under fish. Like, <laughs> whatever, whatever that, oh my gosh, it's just so ridiculous because... Yeah, like, there were areas where, like, I was doing survey work where I would find, like, um, old growth-indicative, like, mushrooms, like the freaking Agaricon. Oh, gosh. Um, and those things are very uncommon. They are on IUCN Red List. Um, so, like, why doesn't that kind of organization have any weight? Like, why doesn't that kind of, like, oh, this is a very globally endangered organism. Why doesn't that have any weight, in terms of, like, our legal framework, it's, it's a little heavy.
0: Well, because it's like, well, I'm, uh, oh, man, this is America. This isn't some globalist society. Like, we decide what to do with our own. It's like, homie, right. this stuff grows elsewhere. Like, it's not... drives me nuts right. when it's just, like, that isolationist kind of, like... That's the thing, It's was like, I'm always like, yeah, America's gonna dissolve one day. And I'm like, that'll probably be pretty ugly, but it'll work out. And I'm like, well, no, the only thing keeping the entire country from turning into, like, cornfields is the shred of like federal level protection a lot of stuff has there's people you know we we live in a world our world our bubble is very much people who give a shit but like the lay person to not to their you know detriment like you know land is land it's a resource to be used you know and like i'm sure if the whole thing fell apart tomorrow i'd be trying to plant corn out here in the redwoods but it's just like god damn it the, the more i'm like no the world would be saved if you know like capitalist society fell tomorrow i'm like no the world will die quicker i feel like unless we had a really yeah. good backup plan
1: yeah yeah honestly like it's um we don't have a good plan here with this whole capitalist thing we're
0: barely scraping by as is
1: yeah the fact that there's like no inherent value in like data sets that exist just to document like diversity and like changes over time, um, like, (laughs) very, very disappointing, like, I, I really hate that so much of science right now is, like, really just focused on project-based, um, surveying.
0: Yeah, um, Um, I will take this moment to tell any grad student, I know it's not you, I know you're not charging for your papers, but if there's any way you could help me pirate them, just, like, put them on (laughs) LibGen. You know, like, just make that Hub link available somehow. Just, you know, let,
1: screenshots. screenshots. Yeah. Like, I know
0: you're not making money off of that, regardless if it's the most incredible science of the last 200 years. Nope. That's the thing. It's like, oh, I got to pay 40 bucks to learn how this tree grows. Like, well, I guess I'm not learning how this tree grows.
1: I know. Yeah. Like, since college, I really, like, haven't been putting that much effort into, like, reading a ton of academic literature because there's so many paywalls. Um, and I just get frustrated and I just, I like, I'm gonna not put in hours of work to find this one article about Pyrola that I'm obsessing over (laughs) right now, you know? Um, but then eventually, like, I'll get back around to it and find something or ask somebody that knows a way to get it and, you know.
0: (laughs) I use the Academia app sometimes. Um, my... New Year's resolution was to read at least one sort of research paper a day, which has completely fallen to the wayside. But even that is, like, it's very limited unless you pay for, like, the, the premium access kind of thing. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, do you want to be smarter? It's going to cost you 30 bucks a month. Like, all right, shit.
1: Good luck, bud. you got to have money to be smart.
0: And then the free version is just like, hey, here's the same Monardella paper we've been recommending you for three months. Also, hey, y- your name is Mike Heiney. Did you write this paper on electromagnetic like, magnetic fields? I'm
1: like, huh?
0: Like, yeah, I appreciate I you trying to get, like, an author cred, but No. <laughs>
1: nice I mean maybe you should just like go for it if they keep asking yeah "Yeah, you know what you've asked me so many times I think I'm just gonna take it yes you imagine if
0: I nuke my career at at the start by being like yeah fuck yeah I wrote that paper
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't know it could also be like a launching point for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have to be (laughs) an electromagnetic scientist now or else they're gonna find out I was BSing
1: you could just, like, start making up BS about plant electromagnetics that I don't really... I don't know. how's that been studied? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Paul Stemets
0: just came in Paul's my door and he Stometrian. has a, a handful of money for it.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds very Stemetsian. I don't really <laughs> think I would, like, go
0: for that. I mean, there was that study. This is not electromagnetism. Jesus Christ, I fumble that word. Um, they the, the pea vines, were there, like, photo. Photo- phototropic, tropic, thank you very much, where they basically just go towards the light until they find a scaffolding and they grab onto it. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they pay it in, like, eight times fast-forward, but it's just, like, it looks very intelligent. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> like, dancing. yeah. I don't know. Do you think plants have a base level of, like, self-awareness or, uh, or intelligence? Or you think they're just, like, really complex chemical equations?
1: I mean... Like, what's the difference? <laughs> True, I don't know. That's the
0: thing that gets humans goats so bad. Is like, what's yeah. our X factor that makes us nervous? Like, how come we can look inwards and we can't determine if anything else does?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, who's to say that plants can't like be nervous? You know, like if some, if a plant like experiences, like, a trauma, like, having a limb loss or something, you know, like, there's gonna be, like, chemical signaling throughout the plant that, like, okay, this thing happened, like, we gotta shut down all resources in that area, you know. There's still, like, a lot of intelligence there and a lot of, um, like, intelligence within, like, the ecology as a whole, um, that I think is really profound, um, and not fully understandable by humans. Yeah,
0: that's what kills (laughs) me is, like, Is it even intelligence or is it just my monkey brain trying to put patterns onto something that is, like, inherently unknowable by my, like, kingdom of living?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess to me, like, that is intelligence if it's inherently unknowable. Like, there is something that's, like, intelligent about that that my brain can't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> those things that I always just like oh you know lettuce feels it when you cut its leaves I'm like excuse me
1: yeah I mean like it probably does have like you know some sort of like reaction yeah. in the system of the plant um and I don't know that it would be like the same like as like a human experience but like I don't know yeah. I'm not a plant I'm I don't, I don't recall my plant lives. Yeah. So. Hopefully the next
0: one around is a plant life. I can, dip, I'll start a podcast through there. Or oh, my yeah. pea pods.
1: <laughs> yeah. Make me a valley oak. Hell yeah. <laughs> well,
0: no, I want to be a blue oak because Europeans never fuck with blue oaks because they're bad wood.
1: And oh, so they just yeah, let them be. True. That's true. Yeah. I like, I, Yeah. I was really impressed with the valley oak that I worked on this year because they were so ancient, <laughs> and I just um, hadn't been around, like, that big of oaks in a long time. A lot of the oaks in Humboldt are, like, unless you're, like, really out there, like, there's just, there's a lot of the Quercus garryana, which is, you know, usually, like, not massive. Like, I've not seen a ton of, like, absolutely chunk uh, white oaks. Like, they're not, that's not usually their form yeah i
0: feel like like the big wolf trees where it's just like this big old boy out in the middle of a field soaking up all the resources
1: yeah and like in willits and like the i was working in little lake valley last year and like that entire like valley is just covered in these giant ancient valley oaks that when it's (laughs) 110 degrees out and you don't know what the heck to do with yourself you just go lay underneath one of those things and get covered in ticks <laughs> and poison oak and you'll be okay.
0: <laughs> I have this weird trade-off where I don't get ticks but I get poison oak like on the palm of my hands sometimes. Mm. Mm. And honestly, I I don't like I like leeches are like my thing. Like I don't really I'm sure I have fears, you know. Yeah. Needles being one of them, but leeches are the one animal. Where I'm like, I sincerely do not fuck with you. I don't like you. Yeah. I don't want you near me. You make me uncomfortable. So yeah. like any any sort of leech based thing, like uh, uh, the same deal. Like oh, I'm gonna suck your blood and lay passively on you until I'm fat and then I'm gone. It's just like yeah. Do not like ticks.
1: No, no. Um. Yeah, I was able to avoid getting ticks for over. <laughs> my entire life. Um, but uh, until last year, I got two of them. And the very first one that I noticed was so tiny. I mean, it was the size of, like, a grain of sand. Yeah. It was... I I was like, what is this new freckle that has legs? <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> and I had to just, like, dig it out of my arm. It was horrible. Um, and, yeah, it... I, I despise ticks. I really, like, just... Mm-mm. it gives me creepiest but like i also just love what i do so much that like i will deal with that uh, yeah <laughs> i'll deal i'll deal with like i hate wasps i hate like oh my gosh i've deal, dealt with so many just like wasp swarm situations and like hitting nests and i mean the meadows that they love meadows too yeah. they're they're, great. they're big fans. so um yeah i've definitely had a lot of stings in the field and unfortunately not allergic either um to that or poison oak
0: you're not like oh yeah, yeah, you're one of them. God's chosen. I'm and-
1: so fortunate, but I mean, I don't. I don't expect it to last forever. Um, but like, I have straight up rolled through just thickets of it at work. I'd been fine, um, and then rolled through thickets of tan oak, and then been like, "Why is my skin burning?" You get in tan my oak. Face? What? Yeah, yeah. Ta- tan oak is my thing. Um, it's the little hairs on the leaves yeah. that like just. I can't like it'll make my vision like all messed up um Damn. i didn't realize yeah. that
0: was a sensitivity
1: oh my gosh i don't i yeah i'm i'm so amazed that i don't get poison oak <laughs> that like of course something very common that's you know out there everywhere is gonna get me um i you know i had some i had to have something
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't have poison oak for like the first oh, i got poison ivy like crazy back east Mm. and then I had like a good two year streak where I was like you know maybe Poison Oak and me like get along and then I was I just immediately I had like one day where I like was just in the thick of it and I just blew up it was everywhere like to the point where like, I couldn't sleep at night I was like like tearing up with like frustration I'm like this is so fucking awful I cannot believe this is my life uh, that's
1: horrible. and ever since so it's been
0: sorry. it's been a pretty con- I mean at this point like when Jobs ask me they're like you know, how are you with, like, adverse weather conditions or, like, poison oak or whatever? I'm like, I don't care if it's raining or not. The poison oak, I get constantly. It's going to happen. Like, Right. I'm, j- I'm, j- I'm going to get it regardless of what I do, so you might as well hire me.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's just something that, like, as somebody who works uh, in the field yeah. in any sort of sense, like, you're just going to be exposed to it, and you have to learn how to... Um, use tech new all the time and be vigilant with it and like, was such a I mean, game changer yeah it is it is a game changer for sure um I mean I still use it even though like I don't react because I don't want to get other people reacting around me or like if I'm gonna share a car with somebody um you know I'm trying to try to be a little more cautious Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm out by myself and I'm just like crashing through the woods like I'm for sure just gonna not care and not pay attention um, and just yeah, I get covered in it. So, Ooh, do you hear the rain? If... Yeah.
0: Damn, that's new.
1: Nice. I hope a tree
0: doesn't fall. All right, my power might go out. But anyways. Oh
1: no! I hope it doesn't.
0: <laughs> it's it's. Oh
1: no! <laughs> it's been
0: finicky a lot lately.
1: Oh uh, gosh! Yeah, we finally had like a break in the storm, as if.
0: Oh yeah! Did SoCal Sunday? get hit by that? Yeah. How was it in the last day or two? We got. So yesterday up here. we got. A-
1: yeah, yesterday it seemed like it was a lot worse for you guys. We got um, a bit of rain, like, mostly in the evening and, like, late afternoon, but it wasn't anything like what the past couple... Like, the weekend was... Whew. <laughs> weekend was wild. We got hail in Santa Ana.
0: Damn! Um, I remember out in Star Ranch, I had a coworker who grew up in Santa Ana, and... It was twenty nineteen, so it was a wet year. So we had like a good cold storm where like uh, San Diego Peak had snow on it, and we were like nice. out in like the kind of river bottom like riparian area, and we it was like you know it's like frosty, and she goes holy shit is this snow and like me and my coworker from Massachusetts looked at each other like, oh, these people man like they have. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's
1: so uncommon to see snow in the Santa Ana's. Like, it is so surreal. But is it to uncommon
0: about. to get frost?
1: Um, like that depends. I think like more in the mountains, it's not that uncommon because, and in the desert, like you get frost like every morning, like certain times the year. Mm. Um, but like on the coast, absolutely not. Like that's not super normal. Mm. Um, because co- you know the coastal kind of like buffer. Uh, yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah, it's, like, there's been times where, like, I've gone camping in the desert out here in the winter and, like, woken up with, like, my stuff just, like, frozen. You know, like, that's pretty normal. Yeah. (laughs) So, people say California is, like, they have this image and I'm like, you don't know anything. There's a
0: 10-mile-wide strip of land along the coast and then the rest of it is, like, you're out there.
1: Exactly. There's a lot of people that live in that strip of land, but they're not everybody. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and
1: Their experience doesn't count for all of us.
0: I know. It is so um. funny how, like, because, like, I mean, I was very much one of those people who was like, oh, yeah, California is a bunch of, like, plastic surgery and rich people and like smoking joints and totally. stuff. Um, and then I would drive through, like, East County, San Diego, and I'm like, oh, I'm in the 1850s. This is fucking wild. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah yeah oh boy oh man yeah i mean even in southern california where everybody's like oh it's so plastic down there like there are some rural areas even huntington beach
0: see, like, Huntington beach has some fucking damage i don't know what it is but they are cuckoo bananas there
1: oh huntington's a wreck I, that's its own thing like i like i like i like the rural community yeah like huntington is 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 more just like in, in, intolerable insufferable like Zit on the planet. (laughs) I cannot. I do not approve.
0: But I lived in Long Beach. Huntington Beach was my beach I'd go to because it was like, didn't have the breaker out there. But that was about the only reason I'd come through that spot. Unless I was like also continuing past it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also like the pollution's a lot less horrible there than I—I mean, I don't know. It's pretty bad everywhere. I, I live
0: near the downstairs. mouth of the L.A. River, which is a yeah. concrete slit in the ground that just transports garbage out ninety percent of the year. Yeah,
1: it's pretty bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would see. Mm-hmm. I used to. I used to get all like freaked and like go do like little beach cleanups, and I'd see like kids like body surfing and stuff. So, and honestly, it would be a cleaner beach if they didn't build the breaker for like the port of L.A. Um, yeah. but yeah, I would just yeah, see like yeah, people, I'm like, homie, it's a red tide. Like you shouldn't be, you're going to get a UTI or mm-hmm. something like that's fucked up. And then even yeah. Palos Verdes, I was working there and they discovered that they had about 300,000, 55 gallon drums of, uh, DDT just at the bottom of the channel between, uh, Palos Verdes, LA and, uh, Catalina Island. What? Yeah. It was fucked up, because it was, like, one of those things where it's just, like, it had been, like, a rumor for years, because, like, they would go out, and, like, when DDT was the thing, like, they would, you know, like, when Silent Spring was happening, they would just take the old drums, and they'd just throw it in the ocean, because the ocean was so big, it could never get polluted, and then some, like, oceanographer, or, like, he might have been, like, an oil guy or whatever, but he had, like, one of those little, like, underwater, like, computer robot things, and... He, like, finished his, I, like, there was a huge expose in the L.A. Times, like, three years ago, four years ago. But Like, this dude finished his, like, duties a day early. And he was like, can I take the rover out and go check something? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he goes and he looks and he just finds a graveyard of these 55-gallon drums. And they were leaking fucking, it was, like, iridescent green ooze. It was, like, literally out of the Simpsons. Like, San Pedro is technically yeah. part of L.A., and it's like it's yeah. the port there. Their mascot is a three-eyed fish, so like it's been known that the water is no good there.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that that was their mascot. Oh my gosh!
0: They have a huge fish market, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't <gasps> don't no! buy the fish on a windy day because it churns up all the DDT at the bottom of the ocean." <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I will
0: say I saw more dolphins there than I've seen in my whole life, though. Uh,
1: yeah, there's definitely dolphins,
0: and they all wave to there's me def- with their dolphins. human hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> growing right out of the middle of their back yeah, sitting next on the yeah blow. Like <laughs> okay what's up mike yeah oh god the dd that's it that i had no idea about that that's really disturbing and i'm totally gonna look at this up after our convo but oh my god yeah um it doesn't surprise me if there's a lot of just like environmental yeah, Station That's like super covered up.
0: Because they had time. said that, like, oh, because the city would just dump it, and they're like, oh, we dumped five thousand barrels between nineteen fifty and nineteen sixty or whatever. Where? And I was just like, <laughs> no, like, like the entire s- entirety of Southern California was something their DDT out in the ocean at that time. <laughs> that
1: is such bullshit. That is so horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, <laughs> anyways, I heard that the Channel <laughs> Islands restoration as a whole is going well. From that talk that he gave. That was a big uh, conference over the weekend. We are like, yeah, it's working. We got rid of the goats and stuff like that, so we're chilling.
1: Yay, very good. Yeah, goats, goats are, you know, they have um, <laughs> their place on farms. I guess, yeah. But maybe not so much in, like, our landscapes. Um, yeah, and, like, especially in the Channel Islands, it's like, you know, those are such, like, sensitive and precious ecosystems. Like, anything introduced is going to just completely changed the game so yeah yeah
0: which is crazy because like catalina had pygmy mammoths and like i know like it's 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 no excuse for the fucking herd of bison they have out there for the sake of it but it's just like wow like these plants really quickly adapted to not having any grazing pressures
1: yeah definitely yeah and um i don't know i mean I honestly, like, I have only ever been to Catalina. I'm, like, really hoping to get out to the Channel Islands at some point in the next couple years because it'd be really cool. Yeah. It'd be really special. And I've always seen them, Greg. I'm like, oh, oh, look at that one. I can see that (laughs) one today. I've never
0: seen... Which one is the tiny one?
1: Is it San Nicolas? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I remember
0: I I would see the tiny one on the clearest of days and be like, oh, shit, there's another one. Because I'd see Catalina right there. I've got to look that yeah, up. Yeah, well,
1: and also you can see different ones from up in like RPV and like San Pedro. Yeah, and that's true. From like Orange County, like I mean, you can see San Clemente. Yeah. And uh, Catalina, most often from down here, and then I think I think Santa Cruz is the tidy little nugget one. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, Santa Cruz is the big fatty off of Santa Barbara.
1: Oh, okay, I don't know what's the, I don't know. There the like is there is like a
0: there's Anacapa, which is like a little skinny rock. Poop pile that I almost <laughs> decided to camp on in two weeks, but my friends talked me out Ooh. of it because they love me. And then there's Santa Barbara, okay. which is just a little rock Santa out there
1: Barbara. too. That's San- Santa Barbara. That's the one.
0: I must. I must have seen. I guess Santa Barbara's in front of San Nicolas from that perspective. That's nuts. And they all the military is just like we can bomb them.
1: <laughs> no. Oh gosh. Also, like something that I just am so resentful about is like the military-owned land in off the coast of um from highway one basically from orange county to san diego the Cape camp huddleton yeah there's so many cool things out there and i just know that there's so many cool things out there that nobody can see well they did they all. do
0: allow some level of botanical research uh they also have a restoration crew out there doing like a and stuff whoa yeah i applied for it once okay. i was like, That's cool. I like i don't know if i could swing this but they uh cenothus pendletoniansis was described in like 20 wow. 2019 2020
1: jeez they finally let somebody look at yeah the
0: out there. shout out ron vanderhoff the
1: oh yeah that guy's awesome the god
0: emperor of orange county
1: <laughs> goat on i9 absolutely oh, okay, man
0: he'll put you in the, your place when it comes to monkey flowers it's great
1: Oh, I'm, I'm, like, so grateful for people like that that are just, like, regional, like, actual botan- botanists or, like, ecological specialists that, like, aren't just, like, some person that are just, like, randomly obsessed with, like, something that live in a completely different part of the world. Yeah. Like, they actually know and have experienced and, like, interacted with all of these plants and, like, that's... Oh, naturalist is such a blessing for that reason.
0: It's like, how do you even... Like, I love daffodils and I would love to study daffodils, but it would drive me insane, because they all live across the ocean, and it's hard to get there.
1: (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of, like, like, I don't know, naturalized populations out here, too, though. It's
0: true. I made an ass of myself recently to some, like, southeastern botany people, because I was, like, they, like, posted a video of their daffodil patch in the woods, and I was like, you know, daffodils are the one thing I kind of give the benefit of the doubt to, and they're like, Why? Like, I don't know, they never naturalized, And they're like, oh, they're, like, an actively invasive oh. species here. And I'm like, shit, in the northeast yeah. in California, they kind of mind their P's and Q's.
1: Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, up in Humboldt, like, there's, like, areas where, um, like, there's this area called Dow's Prairie that's, like, north of where I used to live, um, that has a bunch of just, like, kind of flat, like, farmland. Um, and I think at one point maybe there was, like, a daffodil like, grower out there, like, a hundred years ago. But the entire area is just covered in daffodils and the bright yellow giant ones. And, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I think it is, like, a lot more um, invasive than it looks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, it's, like, there are, like, a Mediterranean plant, so they don't really thrive. I mean, like, they, they show up. If you plant them in the northeast, they'll come up. But, like, they don't spread out on their own. And here it's, like, right. they're Mediterranean, but it's also, like, a little bit drier than I think they a lot of them like. But I guess it's the Southeast and, I guess, Northern California, that's just, like, and they go for it.
1: Oh, yeah, they love Humboldt. And they planted
0: them all along the one. I forget, was it, like, oh. Teddy Roosevelt? Or no, it was Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, his middle name's Baines. I never knew that.
1: Baines? Yeah, like I'm
0: reading about it now.
1: The Baines of my existence? Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson's is
0: um wife, the first lady, was like, Let's plant daffodils at Bixby Bridge in Big Sur. There's like
1: oh, old, yeah. old cultivars. I was like,
0: What the fuck did you get here?
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um Yeah, they had a lot of like weird like gardens for people <laughs> back in the day uh. and like plantings and yeah, is um I'm sure Bixby would be better off without the Daffodils and maybe just some, I'll take you know, It's invasive removal. It's like that <laughs> yeah. that
0: bog up in Mendocino County that just has a bunch of carnivorous plants because you know, you it's just... nice to have them around, I guess.
1: I it's it's okay to remove invasives so that there's more room for the rotunda rotundifolia. <laughs> That's all I'm doing.
0: <laughs> I, it's fucking true. Like people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't take plants from the." Wild. I'm like, "No, it's an invasive species. It will take over the spot and it will push something yeah. out. I don't know what, but it's gonna push something out."
1: Like I, I argue that. Like I, I do think it's okay to take the invasive species from the environment and to like, uh, I don't know. I've I've just done so much restoration stuff in my day, <laughs> like and studied it, and it was such a like invasive species removal is like the number one most important thing. And, like, I don't know that it's, like, always going to be the number one most important thing. But, like, while we still have habitats that we can preserve and keep, you know, more biologically diverse, um, I think that it is, like, a pretty essential <laughs> basis. Totally.
0: We're never going to win. Yeah. Like, invasives no. are here to stay. But I'm I will die before I agree with one of those people that's, like, invasive species have their value.
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I do think, I do think that there's value in, like, being able to go out and forage, like, invasive species and eat them and, like, use them as part of your regular diet or, like...
0: Oh, it's, yeah, for sure. You know, but, like, like, it's just, like, that almost feels like a, um, like, you know, like, the Eat the Weeds campaign.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not, like, the, the solution. Yeah. But it's also, like, something where, like, okay, like, at least, like, because I feel, like forging is something that like I oftentimes think about like oh I want to like do that I want to do that in also a way that's like less colonial <laughs> like less like I'm a white person going out and like using all these like plants that have like indigenous value and meaning here you know like I'm I think it's like worth you know doing some research into like the invasives that come from like what, where the ever the fuck my ancestors are from, and trying to incorporate like some use of those plants into my life now, like rosemary, it grows in the back bay like crazy. Mm-hmm. It is just taking the place of the atroplex that should be there, and I want to just rip it out. <laughs> the only thing I can think is just take it out, you know, um, like uh, but, um, yeah, I feel a lot like, better about using those plants for my, yeah, like, personal, uh, benefit yeah. and knowledge and, yeah.
0: <laughs> the only use invasive plants that is, has is to, for me, almost. Like, yeah, you're just, for sure. you're a fucking negative until I make you somewhat of a positive,
1: you can make really cool baskets out of English and canary ivy. Um, that's, like, one of the best things yeah. to make baskets with. Yeah. Like, you don't need to, like, be cutting down willows. You can use uh-huh. the most invasive thing that's super Sick. common everywhere. I have a fucking,
0: <laughs> like, several hundred feet of English ivy in this window behind oh, us yeah. right now.
1: Oh, yeah, go harvest that shit. Let it dry, rehydrate it, make some baskets.
0: It never dries, though, because it's <laughs> always wet up here, which is great. It's the first time I've lived in California where it's been wet like this. But, like, the ivy, I'll yeah. just pile up into a pile, and I'm like, you'll die. And then it's just like, no, I'm going to actually keep growing. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You need, like, actually to put it in, like, plastic bags. Okay. Or, like, ivy. ivy is one that will not just die if you uproot it. Yeah. Um. And make sure you like get all the leaves and all the little segments because those will just make new plants. Oh my
0: god, the leaves stay alive for so long—it's creepy.
1: It's it's yeah, absurd. I mean, they'll they'll grow roots. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just they'll just turn into their own new children. Um, yeah, it's uh, but it's I mean, hey, at least you can make baskets with it something. and like not be taking a, something away from like. I mean, I know that, like, animals use invasive plants also, but, like, it's not like you're taking, like, some rare milkweed to make a basket for yourself, you know? (laughs) Like, you're like, let me go get this ivy. It's literally everywhere. It's like the
0: pro eucalyptus argument. It's like, no, monarchs are using eucalyptus because we cut down all the other trees they've always used. Like, they're probably, like, like, there's a thing where, like, the monarch's legs fit good around a eucalyptus leaf, and that's why they like it. I'm like, well, they've also declined 99.5% since we white people have showed up. So, like, they were doing something right before eucalyptus. Like, I think they can was, figure it out, yeah. you know?
1: Eucalyptus in North America is not the answer. No. Like, ever. So, <laughs> I just can't get down with that. Um, definitely not for the monarchs. Wow. Um, <laughs>
0: but they are, they are up again. They're at 3,300. No, that's the wrong number. 300,030. Monarchs were of okay. this year. Three, 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 zero, comma, zero, 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 monarchs. Okay, which was up from
1: rather, whatever. I mean, they'll, I'd rather they'll they, get to three, three, three. <laughs> they had fucking
0: three hundred thirty million, fucking or thirty-three yeah. million ten years ago, thirty years ago.
1: They'll get back, but there. it's yeah. They almost went extinct I, three years
0: ago, so I'll take it.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's like so unbelievable that they almost went extinct. Damn, like, I it's totally believable but it's also just like holy crap like that's where we're at with things um please yeah Whew. please be aware yeah. please be trying your best to do anything <laughs> don't
0: plant tropical milkweed though
1: no not tropical milkweed only native, only native species and we have a lot of cool people that sell milkweed and native plant nurseries and stuff that you can find it at
0: What's that grunge song called Nearly Lost You There? That always plays in my head when I think about the Monarchs in the Western. Mm,
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know that level of grunge anymore. Screaming
0: Trees, Nearly Lost You. Oh, okay. Off their seminal yeah. album Dust, 1996. <laughs> Editor's note, it was off Screaming Trees 1992 album Sweet Oblivion. Mother Love Bone was a way better band Anywho's.
1: All right, you'll have to send it to me. Maybe it'll go on my Jawbreakers playlist.
0: I used to just... (laughs) Did you ever have music choice channels on, like, whatever cable or whatever it was, Xfinity? Yeah. I used to yeah, just sit yeah, and like, stare, like, slack oh, John. Yeah, I would just watch those. <laughs> I'm like, I love little facts. I'm all about this. Like, pop-up video was my shit when I was little.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love those, too. Yeah, that was definitely my... I would much rather, like, watch the, like, music channel TV facts all day than, like, the chaos of MTV. Yeah. Like, I was just... It was nice. God,
0: did you know they use a paper cup for this portion? Like, no, I didn't. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: pop-up video oh my gosh i forgot about
0: that's that that's the best um gosh damn how did i end up on pop-up video um okay so i would like if you are down to wrap up with um strategies to ask for more than the offering salary a job will give you Heck yeah. because you had a hard success today in that
1: <laughs> yes i did um Okay, so yeah, being underpaid in the botany world is like just one of the most common experiences. I think I've heard about um, from coworkers, from just friends. You know, um, all kinds of people across botany world are like, I'm not getting the money I deserve for my job, and um, I've experienced this a lot. I have, you know, like there's not a ton of wiggle room with a lot of jobs, um, especially in like government agencies or like nonprofits like you can't always ask for a ton more than they will offer you especially government like you're just signing up for what you're signing up for you know yeah. <laughs> but like with um within like the private sector and within like and un- non governmental organizations and like nonprofits like i think it's a lot more possible to um have a little wiggle room and like ask for um things that make sense like ask for money that like would actually be a more reasonable salary and like so, so for example with like what i was dealing with um i applied for work um as an on-call botanist for this consulting firm they made an offer um it was a great offer i was totally like on board to just accept it right there but um i had a moment of like all right like i learned last year how much these companies like can make off of like their employees, their consulting employees, and like what um, agencies will kind of like pay to have a, a consultant come out to do this work. Like, the going rate for this work is like very high. So, I like with that number in mind, and with like, okay, I'm not really getting. A ton of benefits at this job. Like, I'm not getting healthcare. I'm not getting dental. You know, like there's there are a lot of benefits, but there's some things where it's like, okay, like I I need to be able to factor that into my income. So I asked for a 10% raise, um and I like followed some advice from a friend in the corporate world because I have no tact as a field biologist. <laughs> I'm like anti-speaking to humans. I've no. I'm so awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, like, literally was just, like, money, please, for me. Thanks. I deserve it. I'm a special, special specialologist. You need (laughs) me. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, it really just took, like, the confidence of a friend who, like, just, um, like, she had, like, recently advocated for, like, a higher salary at her job, too. So, like, she was, like, all right, like, you got this. Like, come on. (laughs) Don't give up. Um, and she sent me, like, kind of, like, a helpful um, prompt and like some resources to like figure out like what to negotiate for like how much more to ask for um and i i just did it i mean it's it's a lot about like phrasing it's a lot about like being very straightforward and saying like my like worth in this field is like above what you're offering for this pay and um i i'm really excited about the opportunity to work with you but like I need to be compensated fairly Mm -hmm. for my labor, you know, and like just focusing on like the fairness of compensation for labor, especially for AFAB people, for people who are like outside of the gender binary. um, It's super important to just like um, advocate for yourself or if you can have another um, person who works for the company advocate for you and say like, yeah, like this person's worth the pay that that they're asking Mm -hmm. for. You know, like, that's super, super, but, you know, oftentimes, like, you don't have that kind of resource (laughs) at a new job, um, but, yeah, like, the confidence to ask for that goes a long way, and the respect, and, like, um, being able to ask without, like, it being, like, how do I say, I I guess, like, without being able to be, like, like, I'm really excited, I want to work for you, I want this, and I want fair compensation. Yeah um yeah it's it's so like not emotional (laughs) i was gonna say yeah like
0: the employer wants you to think it's a personal thing you know like between you and the hiring manager like hey i don't want to like upset you but like i need a little bit more money it's like no it's it's a completely professional transaction like it's all business it's about money that's like the only thing there's no like you as a person are not involved at all you as a professional unit is like i don't know
1: exactly like, the amount of money that I'm going to bring to your company yeah. is worth more than what you're offering me. Exactly. Now, so like, you
0: you're, your own anymore. stock portfolio, portfolio. Like, I need to invest the right way, you know?
1: Exactly. And I think, like, with, like, you know, like, if, it, if you're not, like, applying for jobs in, like, the private sector, um, I think that, like, it's also really good to advocate for benefits and advocate for, you know, like, if you're not going to get healthcare, but, like, you're working with an NGO that could, like, start, like, where you could start, like, you know advocating for healthcare to be offered to to employees for seasonals or for like you know temporary jobs like that would be like yeah that's the kind of stuff where you can start some some movements yeah and definitely make some changes don't, and, be scared. Um, don't be scared like ask for what you want um ask for what you deserve and hit me up if you want a pep talk hell yeah how do people <laughs> hit you that? up um so my instagram is um banana leaf. it's b-a-n-a-n-n-a underscore l-e-a-f and then my uh, i naturalist you can see my stuff on there um i don't go on my computer on iNaturalist all that often like when i'm working in the field um but during the off season you can message me on there and i will be available my iNaturalist naturalist is at annalise wilson And if you don't know how to spell my name, Mike will have it spelled for you.
0: (laughs) In the comments, in the info bar.
1: Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. Thank you. Good luck out there.